All right, y'all, welcome back to the Good News Cast. It's been a while since we recorded. Do we even know how to do this? Summer. We'll see if this recording works when we're done. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, I'll trash it and you'll never know. Um, so anyway, uh, welcome back. Really welcome back to us. Um, we have got... We're, today, we're going to talk about um, our identity and in particular a little bit as a primer about regarding uh, gender uh, in October, we're doing a theology night. We call theology after dark here at Redeemer on women in ministry. So getting really specific on women in ministry and what does the Bible say about women in ministry? Can, should women be pastors? Uh, that's really the hyper focus. Yeah. And what do we believe? Why do we believe it? We've got a great guest speaker coming in who is a pastor, a woman at a local church, uh, who's going to be speaking kind of on the opposite side as us and there'll be some disagreement there it'll be a great night of being gracious and merciful and friendly to one another it'll be really good that's october 25th if you're here in waco especially if you're at redeemer october 25th that's a wednesday night women in ministry it's going to be awesome uh so today though we're going to get into kind of our identity from a bigger picture this is obviously also applicable regarding gender uh, especially as our culture in America, at least, has totally been, in one sense, turned upside down yeah. regarding what we think about gender, uh, which really traces its roots ultimately to like, do we create ourselves? Did we come out of a you know yeah. slime billions of years ago that came out of nothing somehow? Um, and so we can pick gender and basically pick everything. Or is there something over and above us who has determined these things um, and in particular talk about from a big picture really kind of the good news uh, regarding how we think about ourselves as created beings yeah, and how we think about the creator and what is so unique and special about humans in general. So uh, with that, you preached on it this past Sunday, so I'll let you kind of roll. Yeah, so we looked at... Um well, the image of God, like what is the image of God? And uh, I think the thing that is most striking about that initial passage, there's two things that are striking. One is that that's a foreign world to us right now. So Genesis 1 and 2 uh, is a world that we don't live in. So we live in Genesis 3 on the rest of the Bible, right? So it's hard to even almost... Um, conceptualize what's going on in one and two. So right off the bat, we need to admit that it's a strange world to enter one and two. Pre-sin, pre-corruption. Pre-sin, pre-corruption, pre-fall. I mean, yes. So you have this beginning of God saying, let there be, and there was dialogue going on. So God speaks everything into being. It's phenomenal. And everything is, you got realms, and then you've got some have said the rulers or the kings of the realms mm-hmm. are put in there, right? Uh, and when the kings or the rulers of the realms are put into their areas, it says according to their kind. So let us, and there was. Let us, and there was. Or let there be, and there was. Let there be, and there was. According to its kind. Sea creatures, flying creatures, land creatures. And then God turns in the, the great heavenly courtroom, heavenly uh, host room, turns to these magnificent celestial beings and says, let us make man in our image, in the image of God, in the likeness of God. So according to God kind, you know, this image of God kind, there's tons of ink spilt on that. 
on what is the image of God. But the thing that's most striking to me about that passage is that God uh, is doing something according to his kind, uh, his image, a reflection of who he is, right? Uh, And the thing most striking about that, it seems to lend itself that God specifically is making us, men and women, uh, to be loved. He made us to love us. Uh, when he says, let us make, um, and then he blesses them. So he speaks them to life because he loves them. Uh, he blesses them, the text says, which is speaking words of blessing. That word is used throughout the rest of the Bible of literally speaking words of blessing into your life, into your soul. So he loves them that way. And then when God's done making his prized creature, Uh, which is this image bearer, uh, above and beyond even the celestial beings, above and beyond anything else that's ever been made. Uh, He loves it. He says, it's phenomenal. I'm pleased. It's very good. Uh, So if you were to ask, like, who are you? If you were to ask that question, who am I? Who am I? Genesis 1 and 2 would tell you, oh, you're the one loved by God. And it would be like... um, you know, the bear, when the bear saw Adam, he'd be like, ooh, there's the image of God, mm-hmm. the one loved by God, right? And a celestial being, an angel, would see Eve and, and would bow down to her as the image of God, the one made like God, the one loved by God. And then there's one other element that's in the image of God. So who am I? I'm the one loved by God, which is phenomenal. I mean, think about that. That's the most fundamental layer of your identity is you are the one loved by God. That like helps tremendously Hmm. in the search for an identity. Because what's going to happen in Genesis 3 and the rest of the Bible, right? Everybody, we joked about this on Sunday, you know, that children's book, Are You My Mother? That little bird that's walking around trying to find its mother. That's what we do. Are you my identity? Are you my identity? We look to creation. We look to other image bearers. Mm -hmm. um, We look to ourselves to give us an identity. Uh, The other missing piece, which is even as we start moving into talking about culture at our church in the future, uh, is God bless them both to have dominion. Mm -hmm. And it's... It's a pretty phenomenal thing that's being said because later that dominion comes to completion of the right hand of the throne of God, which is the seat of divine power, uh, absolute power, um, that Adam and Eve actually are giving this dignity and this participation in God's divine power uh, to rule and to love things to be. Mm-hmm. to love a tree and let it be a tree and to take the garden and spread it over all of creation, basically. So who are you? The Bible in Genesis 1 and 2 would say, you're the one loved by God. And also, you're the one that gets to love back. Mm-hmm. Not only love God back, but love each other back and love a creation back with real power. Mm-hmm. It's not... um an ineffective love. It's an effectual love that has power to like create and restore and cause something to thrive. And everybody knows that, right? I mean, when you love another human being, what happens to that human being? They 
They could literally come alive right before your eyes. Those of you that are parents and you have a kid and you start praising your kid and you Mm -hmm. start verbally blessing your kid and loving your kid, that kid literally grows right before Mm -hmm. your eyes. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's it's true. It's what we're meant to be. So who are we? The one loved by God um, and the one that was designed with God's power imbued into it, dominion, to actually love God back and love others back and love creation back. Um, The last thing I'll say, and then we can talk a little bit more. Notice, though, that the text does say the image of God is male and female. Mm -hmm. So it's not male and male, and it's not female and female, and it's not non-binary and pan-gender and whatever the categories that are happening. The image of God is male and female. One thing I'm thinking as you're talking, I was maybe thinking about during the sermon too, is that to get more specific on just the kind of the cultural upheaval regarding gender and male and female, um, you, you know, and this, this even applies to those who, who rightly say there's only two genders, male and female, but perhaps that, that person also does not believe in God. They don't believe in a creator, what have you. Um, they don't have as much firm ground to stand on in terms of, of course they do biologically, right? right? They can go, yeah, biologically is like super clear, right? Um, but in one sense, you know, when you take God out of the equation, when you think through who am I, uh, where do I come from? And even specifically who am I like regarding gender? Uh, when you think who am I regarding role, like, why am I here? What am I here to do? When you take God out of the equation and you go, you know, this earth came from nothing, a uh, hundred, anywhere from 50 billion to a thousand trillion years ago, you know, as science tries to get it super precise for us, um, you, you go into this thing of like, I'm really not created by anything. There's no design here. There's no purpose here. This is all like a complete and utter accident. I have no one to look to to answer this question but myself. And so where there is confusion regarding am I a man, am I a woman, something that historically we've classified, you know, maybe gender dysphoria is somewhat of a technical term that's been used historically. There's nowhere to look to. Right. Um, in, in terms of outside of maybe your own biology. Okay, I'm kind of, but in terms of like your mental, like forget analyzing your physical body, which is a very helpful marker. Yeah. But outside of that, you have no one to answer to. You have no one to look to for an answer other than yourself and your own confusion in your own mind. And essentially you're like this created order created me and I'm confused or I feel like this or I feel like that. And essentially I'm left to be my own God. Yeah. to create my own reality about myself, to create my own reality about you, to create my own reality about everything around me. Yeah. Um, which ends up being this kind of purposeless, no design, um, no intelligence involved, just big accident, you yeah. know? Um, and so you're left to look to yourself as opposed to what the Bible says is, no, you can actually and should look outside of yourself to someone who has an answer for you. And it gets 
in the very beginning of the Bible, when you look at our cultural upheaval right now, thank God the Bible gets super clear on, yeah. I have an answer for you about who you are in the big picture as a human made in, in, in my image, God's image, who I love, and you've been designed to love me back. And um, also, let me get really specific here too. Uh, God said there's going to be two genders here, and they're going to be very similar in a lot of ways and like wildly different in a lot of ways and complement each other in spectacular ways. So all of a sudden when you bring God into it and you realize God is in it, uh, creation and who you are is now you discover and realize massive meaning, massive purpose, massive design. Things start making sense of the world and your place in it. Even I was listening to this comedian talk today and he was talking about the world and, and his place in the world. And he was basically saying, he was like, we are the kings of creation. This is a, this is not a Christian, 100%, not yeah. a Christian. Yeah. But he was right. Yeah. He was, he said, we are the kings of this world. He was basically making a joke about how, you know, we want to take care of the planet and there's this obsession with taking care of the planet, yeah. which I believe in taking care of the planet just for different reasons yeah. to honor God and what we've been given. He was kind of joking about like, um, uh, he was like, I want to put a four seasons. He's like, I want the four seasons to go into the rainforest and burn down a bunch of the rainforest and put a four seasons. Cause he, it's like, he'd be sick to vacation in the rainforest, stay in a four seasons hotel. Like it'd be amazing. <laughs> right. And he was like, we need to start like having some of that, kind of like, uh, you know, he's saying like, there's all this work out there about protecting sharks, but look how the sharks are treating us. He's like, you know, we need to kind of like punch him in the face a little bit and show him who's boss. (laughs) Anyway, he's being very funny, uh, 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 in it, but he was right about going like, we are the Kings. Yeah. Um, because here's what I'm trying to get at. When you take God out of the equation, a lot of things don't make sense. Like I watched a video of this bear, this grizzly bear charging a bunch of photographers uh-huh. and this photographer, the camera in his hand, no gun, kind of charges back at it and starts screaming at it and the bear tapers off. Like the, it, it, the bear stops. I, there's a great Netflix documentary mm-hmm. about this guy who rescues and rehabilitates uh, crocodiles in Australia. And him and his buddies are able to stand in a cage with a, a crocodile with roped up, but it, but the croc is totally free and it will not charge them. And that makes no sense. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense that a grizzly bear looking at a man with a camera would be frightened. Yeah. It makes no sense that an 800 pound, 16 foot alligator would look at a man and have something in it going like, I can't charge. I, I, I don't want to charge. What is that? Yeah. Because the bottom line is the grizzly bears, the tigers, the lions, the alligators. Dude, the wasps in Texas should own everything yeah. if they could just. But the problem is, is they were not given dominion of everything. Yeah. And therefore, somehow in this mysterious world we live in, a man can yell at a grizzly bear sometimes and the grizzly bear will be like, "Ooh, I don't want to mess with him. What is that? That is, I mean, I think about this a lot. The yeah. only the only explanation I have for that is Genesis 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. I've given, given you dominion over everything. You're the kings and queens. You rule it all. 
And I think that in that, though it's not spelled out, I think that there's this wiring in creation that is like, you bow to the king. Like, I'm going to create a grizzly bear that could easily kill you, but he's not going to. He's going, right? Now, yes, we live in a corrupt world now that's fallen and different, so sometimes you die. Sometimes the grizzly bear kills you. Sometimes the croc kills you. But yet we still see it wired in creation that for some reason you can yell at a grizzly bear and sometimes it runs away. What is that? doesn't make any sense apart from, I think there's a design here. This isn't just, you know, we came out of stardust and because if we just came from stardust, the grizzly bear should run it all. Yeah. Like we should not exist. It makes no sense that the human species still exists to this day. How did we serve? I mean, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. How did we survive grizzly bears and lions? Why don't they mess with us? Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, but anyway, I think a lot about that of, of going like, um, and, and, and again, it even gets down to gender. Like you take God out of it and it's like you, the only really marker we have is like our bi- biology and some of our wiring. But then all it takes is for one person to go, I'm kind of confused. And I know that I look like a man, but I want to be a woman. If all there is is just this world and there's no God and no design, it's like, you do you. Yeah. I don't know what's going on either. But then the Bible comes in and says, oh, I can make sense of a lot of this for you. Anyway. Which can help tremendously. Help all people tremendously. Tremendously. Right? Like reality and and maybe maybe it, it reorients our thoughts and our feelings and our desires by conforming to that reality. Yeah. And even, even, I mean, the last thing I'll say is I, I'm just kind of rambling, but you know, I think that your sermon on Sunday and even kind of what you just, how you summarized it is helpful for someone again, to get real specific on this gender stuff of going, I'm confused. Like I'm experiencing dysphoria about like, I look like a man. I'm biologically a man. I feel like, and want to be a woman. Um, it's a good starting point to go, hey, before we get into those specifics, mm-hmm. you were cr- A, created. Did you know that? You, you didn't come out of stardust. Yep. You're not an accident. You're made. Right there, boom. Oh, so I actually need to look outside of myself. Maybe the one who made me has an answer. You were made, and he has a design for gender. You know, Until you have those, those uh, building blocks in place, you just don't really have anywhere to go. No, you don't. Other than, I mean, again, I don't want, I'm not discounting biology. That can sort out most things um, regarding this issue. But that's, a, that's like where it has to start. Hey, in your confusion and in your dysphoria and in the chaos you feel inside of your soul, made in the image of God, loved by him, and made to love him back. Yeah. He cares about you. You know, and even the New Testament says angels long to look into what God is doing mm-hmm. with humanity and how he sent his son to die for them. Even the angels are fascinated by this reality. They're fascinated by you mm-hmm. being loved by God. They're fascinated by the fact that he loves you so much he sent his son to die for you. That's something to start being a little fascinated by with as well. Yeah, that's really You know, and then you can obviously keep going down this helps even with women in ministry to get specific okay if we believe that women are not ordained and called by god to be pastors hey before we get into those specifics let's back up a second and let's remember 
men and women created equally in the image of God, equally loved, equally uh, dominion, have dominion. Yep. Uh, both were given Jesus on the cross. Mm-hmm. That's where we have to start. Yeah. Otherwise, it's going to be real hard to make sense of some of the details. And pretty much everybody agrees that you know men and women are equal. Yeah. I think today. Yeah. I mean, there'll be a few stupid people out there that right. don't. But the image of God is male and female. So the issue of equality and sameness as image bearers that are loved by God and love him back and love each other back and love the world back, that's clear. Each are blessed, each are given dominion, clear. Um, But there's some differences. So what are the differences? I think that's where the discussion is. Mm -hmm. Like, are there differences? Well, male and female, at least biologically, that's pretty clear. Pretty obvious. Yeah, pretty, yeah. And, And even within that gender, there's certain roles or missions, works that one does that the other can't do. Uh, yeah. The man cannot have a baby, thank God. Yeah. Um, so, and then when you start really pushing into this, so that's just even looking at reality from creation. We can all look at reality and creation and see the difference physically, biologically between men and women and, and come up with, yeah, there's differences. And then when you push into the Trinity, this gets a le- even a little more uh, rooted and a little more life-giving to know that God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, uh, one God, three persons, that there's, yes, they're all God. There's one God, but there's three persons. Mm-hmm. And each person uh, in their particular works of redemption do different missions mm-hmm. and different works. Mm-hmm. God the Father didn't come and die on the cross. God the Son died on the cross. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Jesus was ascended and took the throne, the right hand of the throne of God, he traded places with the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit was released upon the church at mm-hmm. Pentecost. Um, Jesus wasn't released on the church at Pentecost. The mm-hmm. Holy Spirit was. Jesus is present with his church through his Spirit. So um, so there, no one's going to say that God the Son is less than God the Father, or mm-hmm. God the Spirit is less than God the Son, or God the Father— uh, they're all God, mm-hmm. equal, uh, but they have different missions. They have different uh, works that they do. Right. And it would make sense then, uh, and even a little more specificity in the New Testament, that God in making his image, male and female, there will be uh, unanimity in the same image-bearing realities, mm-hmm. and there'd be some differences in mission and role mm-hmm. and work and what they do in the world. Yeah. Um, so that's where all, that's where everybody loses their mind though, is in the differences. That's where we yeah. have difficulty. Um, and that's where two things can get a little interesting, certainly. And when people talk about the differences, they can make it more of a equality thing. And therefore it's hard to even take the role or the work, if someone mm-hmm. made it, well, I'm a better than you thing. Yeah. Um, right. But anyhow, that's where we'll go. I don't know if we would get yeah. it on this podcast, but that's that's where we're going. What yeah. are the differences? Yeah. Yeah. Let's uh, stop there, and then maybe we'll we'll see what happens either next week or more than likely, I bet we circle back in October and maybe get a little more specific in 
you know, maybe things like we can talk about roles between men, men and women and, and actually focus the conversation where it's supposed to be focused. Because you're right. A lot of times it gets focused on if you're saying they're different, you know, more than likely what you're saying or like you think women are dumber and, you know, can't uh, lead, not as capable, yep. et cetera. Right. Um, no, let's actually focus the conversation where it should be focused on on uh, roles and and yeah, how we're both made different and how we complement each other in massive ways and um, and and get into that. So we'll circle back to that in uh, probably in October, maybe next week, but probably October. So until then, 